Legacy on Wrestling, the greatest podcast about wrestling with my last name in it because I can't really give it. This probably somebody else. Do you think somebody else has a Rossi that yeah, has no. a wrestling podcast? Dude, there's like four sewing podcasts. Like one of my buddies made a joke about sewing podcasts a while back on Twitter, and a sewing podcast came at us. Yeah, but but like we're re- like there's oversaturation of wrestling podcasts. I'm not gonna pretend, but no one's doing a countdown. No one's Nobody's doing, doing a countdown, but maybe with your name in it, maybe there could be another Rossi on Wrestling or Rossi's Wrestling Podcast. Oh, that would really make me sad. I Googled I did a long, hard search. Yeah. Oh, boy. Bellini on Wrestling, debuting next week. Ooh, oh, that's something. Yeah, well, once we get to it, there's some things coming in the future. We'll just say that. So this is the WrestleMania 34 main event countdown, or main events countdown. you got to really label that correctly. But uh, we did have part one last week where we went number 34 through 16. We'll run through them real quick. I'm gonna no, copy and, no, I'm going to copy and no, paste that. No, We're just going to no, copy and paste no. the end We don't of need to one. run through anymore. People can be, they know, they know. Did they, did they listen to the last one? More importantly, today we're going through the top 15. You can like, share, and subscribe to this podcast by going to iTunes. Give us a rate. Give us a review. Subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Anybody, this is a controversial topic in a sense where everyone has their favorite of WrestleMania main events. We may have listed your favorite one in the last podcast. Let us know at Jason D. Rossi, at Billy D. 2411. But let's jump into our top 15 WrestleMania main events. Number 15? I guess that it's a question. question mark? I guess it's a question now, Shime. At Shime time for our man who's doing our, our VO work this week. So this one comes to us from WrestleMania 15. It is in Philadelphia. Great crowd. One of the hottest crowds. These are, this is number two. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the first of a trilogy of not all main events. Wait, but this be- is the first one? This is the first Rock versus Stone Cold trilogy at WrestleMania. Two of them were main events. The third one was Stone Cold's very final match, but the first one comes to us, WrestleMania 15. Wait, what did you rank this? What do you mean, how did I rank this? I gave it much lower than you did because the match wasn't all that great. It was a, it was a, it was a just smaz. I thought it was pretty good. No, it's fine. That's why we disagree. And the build was better. What makes us different makes us good. No, the, but the first one's the best one out of the three. Absolutely not. We'll oh, find the on. second one is ranked much higher, and we'll get to it later in this podcast. But this is the one where Stone Cold was screwed out of the title, uh, da- uh, the the tournament there, yep. where The Rock became you know the screw job 2.0, um, and beat Mankind, had a great feud with they Mankind. Like they were going to give it to Mankind. It was like the triple reverse. It was yeah. like the Russo crowning achievement, the yes, only the... thing Bruce Pritchard gives him credit for, even <laughs> though he never had a good idea in his life. Yeah, as you said, you famous. All right, the Billy D credit poll goes Usos. Um, Iconic. Oh, Iconics, and you just labeled somebody in the last podcast. Oh, John Edge. Cena. Oh, Edge, John Edge, Cena. Edge. And no, not John Cena. It was Edge. Um, but with this one, you were ahead of the curve on Bruce Pritchard because whenever we talk about, he talks about things on his podcast. Overrated. You're like, you're like that sucked. And then when he wasn't there, you're it like, was great. It's like some of the best. Or he stuff. wasn't in creative. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. But nonetheless, uh, still a funny guy. So uh, the Rock versus Stone Cold here, you had coming off of like numerous matches with Mankind, the title's flying around. In this match, the special guest referee, there was a match earlier in the night between Big Show and Mankind to be the special guest referee, which really, that, that that's like an achievement. But anyways, Mankind wins, but is taken out by Big Show. So the special guest referee in this match is... Shane McMahon? Not just Earl Hebner. What didn't Shane ref one of these? He comes out. They all come out. This is like insanity. This match is all over the place. It is a fun watch. I just didn't yeah. find it particularly all that good. I, I think I'm getting these confused because I thought this was really good. This no, is the you, one that was crazy. It was. It was nuts. 
But I just didn't find like I don't know. I watch it again. They, they fought all over the arena. It is just it's it's a little. I just think it's kind of crazy, and and I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, don't forget, I wasn't a huge Stone Cold guy. It took me a long time to get there. Uh, with oh the, my god, wasn't a huge. That's the most Rossi take fucking ever. Well, I just wasn't, wasn't a huge Stone Cold guy. It took me a long time to appreciate him. Same thing with Shawn Michaels. I didn't appreciate Shawn Until Michaels. Until when? Stone Cold I didn't appreciate probably till a year after this, and he was injured. Oh I, I think God. I enjoyed the product. I know it like the back of my hand during this time because I was so in, like inundated with it, and it was only two hours. This is when Superstars, all the syndicated stuff was gone, so it's just Raw, Sunday Night Heat, and pay-per-views. But like, I, I like Stone Cold. I just wasn't like, I don't know. I just wasn't that next level. Like The Mankind storyline, I was more into it. Not a rock. Ricochet guy, not a Stone Cold guy, not more a Ricochet. Shawn Michaels guy. Yeah, all right, I'm a douche. What do you want from Holy me? We all, crap. Have, we all have people I don't like. I'm a huge Bret Hart fan. Some people don't like Bret Hart. You're though. still, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was a huge Bret Hart fan. I was a huge CM Punk fan. And then I realized they're both fucking pricks. Uh, Maybe you're right about that. Maybe I just like, I like a bad boy. No, you just like to be that guy. I'm not trying to be that guy. This is genuinely real. I'm not saying this to be smarter or funnier. No, 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 no. no. Like, maybe you're not trying to be that guy. I just am that guy. You just are that guy. That's that's tough. Ladies and gentlemen, I I am taken. All right, so you had Rock, Austin, fun match, just a little all over the place. By the way, by the way, when you just said, I'm taken. How many females do you think listen to this podcast? Maybe my wife. I would, that's almost <laughs> like a shout out. But you know what? Sometimes like, yeah, when go, we record it live. Every so often. I maybe go, somebody has a female cat when, if they like listen to oh, it aloud. Pussy on pussy. Yeah. I meow. Uh, so uh, this watch, at the end of the day, a lot of fun. Height of the Attitude Era. Like craziness going on here. Austin recaptures the title against The Rock and then goes on to bigger and better things, we'll call it. And then he gets into those crazy feuds like do quick, love. Quick aside. Oh, please. All right. So, you know, I yeah, I, I do the dating thing every now and then. We all do. No, you don't. Well, you date your wife, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you have to go still go on dates. You got to romance. Yeah, yeah. So, somebody brought up to me, like, oh, when do you, like, ask if, like, they want to have children or blah, blah, blah. Excuse or, like, me? Like, how, how far along is it, like, do you ask those kind of questions? This actually is interesting because we're, we're of an older time now. It's not like you're in, like, your early 20s. So when you're yeah. dating, it's it's a little more, like... What's your life expectancy? Well, no, I, that's a, is that your pickup line? What's your life expectancy? Oh God, are you terminal? Anyways, so somebody asked me, um, you know, how long do you wait to ask a question like that? Is it like the third date? I was like, the third date is when I consider telling them I have a fucking wrestling podcast. I'm not going to ask if they want to have children for a little while. Probably that's fucking crazy. I'm a little as- uh, ashamed of you. It takes a third date to get there. No, no. Some of them like it depends. Like if I can. What's feel- the vibe? Yeah. Like, what, what, what like no, of, I'm not, like, hiding it. No, I don't think you're hiding it. It's just not information you're jumping out to. Now, is this, would you say, like, the girl has to be, uh, like, I think I should just mention it off the bat. I mean, it really might narrow down my chances, but that says more about them than me. It does, because you know what? You're passionate. That's the way I look at it. Anytime somebody tells me something they're really into and everyone, like, rolls their eyes, I'm like, that must be a passionate person. Like, when people say, oh, I love The Bachelor, I'm like, yeah, do I want to roll my eyes? Of course, but I watch wrestling, like, eight hours a week. Well, yeah, that's the other thing, too. When I tell people I watch wrestling, they roll their eyes, but they fucking watch The Bachelor. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Cause yeah, I'm like, me too. I'm me... not going to fucking shit on them, but and they'll I'm shit on us. Of, I'm a little jealous because that's only one hour or two hours a week because they have, like, recap shows. Yeah. I'm over here watching five hours. Number 15? That's what we just went through. It was The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin from WrestleMania See, that's why I put the question in there. Number 14. Taking a shit <laughs> There was that sexualness you were talking about again. So number 14 comes to us from Boston, Massachusetts. WrestleMania 14, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Pretty good, especially for the two people in the match. Stone Cold, not at the height of his powers. He was probably a little bit better of a wrestler a year or two before this. Oof. 
like wrestler, like I, I get it. Before I, I injuries never, and all that me. stuff, I, I yeah, you don't think he's a good wrestler. He's I a just never phenomenal great. wrestler. I just never thought he was he's great. He's a great in ring performer That's fine. at your, his your, full health. Your opinion matters to you. Shawn Michaels was all pilled up for this one. He almost didn't wrestle in this one because it's actually one. insane that he did. Well, yeah, because he said like there are months before, a year before, he's like back. He couldn't. No, move. it was just months before. It was against um, the Undertaker at Royal oh, Rumble yeah, yeah, the, um, with the casket. He flips over and just back corner of the casket, like oh. And that's what put him out for a very long time. This match was a lot better than I expected. It had the, um, what's his name? Yeah, Mike Tyson whole thing. The build was great. This is when wrestling really hit its fever pitch in the Attitude Era. And this, this Shawn Michaels put him over. Shawn Michaels was gone for, I don't know, five, was it five years? Five years. Well, four and change because he fought Shawn. Five years from WrestleMania, four and change when he fought Triple H in that uh, like uh, street fight at SummerSlam. So this is probably, oh, I'm not going to say it's, it might be Shawn Michaels' worst WrestleMania match. Oh no! Really? Yeah. I mean, you well, know, maybe Tito Cena. Santana. We had him and I think that might have been a little bit lower for me. This is. Shawn- I think that was a better match. Interesting. Well, I'd love to look at how you rank the two. You had this match one- quality. Oh, I get it. What do you have? It's the aura. I thought this one. I have this one of my higher ranking matches. I gave nothing a perfect score. This one's up there for me. It's four out of five. Four and four point five out of six for me because the. The meaning of this match going into the feud. This is Stone Cold becoming the guy. Like this, Stone Cold is one of the few wrestlers that never had like a rinky dink run with the title before winning it in the big main event. This would stage. be like Kofi winning it. Oh boy, that's that's a really. No, I mean for like I know the, your point. The, the, the moment of this guy's never this, won. This one. was like the changing of the guard. This is all. Oh yeah, this was big. And and, they, and you're right. Like when Daniel Bryan won his title at WrestleMania, he'd already had it maybe twice. You called me that guy early. Oh, you know, he had it. Yes, he had it twice. Uh, you called me that guy earlier, so here's even more of a that guy move. Oh, God. I tweeted uh, this past weekend. I watched this match while uh, being on the air at a radio station in Boston, uh, really paying attention to my job, and watched this match, and I said, rewatching the WrestleMania 14 main event with Stone Cold versus Shawn Michaels, these two left everything in the ring, and to know the pain Shawn was in, it was an incredible performance. And then this also involved Tyson, Tyson, Tyson. Like, there was so much going on with this match. Yeah, and I probably should have been looking... At my ranking, would I give it a three? You gave it a three, but that you know, for you, that's what it was for you. Yeah, I just they did give it their all. I just felt like watching this because I watched it back, not you know, when I rewatched a lot of these recently, probably like a year ago. I just felt for these two performers, I should like given the circumstances for Shawn Michaels, I just didn't feel like it was all that special. Like the moment was special. Just like I ranked this on both match quality and the moment going in. Sure. I just felt like the moment going in was huge, and the match was pretty good. I just felt like this is the biggest the wrestling was for because yeah, Tyson coming in, which swayed all of the WCW or people like we all know is channel surfing for all those ratings, but all those people that were really tuned into the NWO and all that really focused on WWE. They got all the attention. You have the Mr. McMahon character kind of becoming a bigger thing here. Stone Cold attacking Vince. And Mike Tyson, Mike where the Tyson. money flies out all it's, over the place. It was awesome. There was so much hype. It was like, can't miss Raws, can't miss anything. Shawn Michaels almost gets lost in the shuffle in this a little bit because don't forget he was injured. Triple H did a lot of wrestling at this point. And again, this was the end for Shawn Michaels and the famous story of The Undertaker allegedly taping his fists when Shawn Michaels was heading to the ring to let him know, if you don't do this, I'm going to kick your ass. And I'll just say this. I thought... I compared WrestleMania, I think, when we were talking maybe last week or the week before about doing this podcast. WrestleMania is kind of like, it's obviously the Super Bowl of wrestling and all that crap, but like... The showcase of the immortals! But there was a long period of time where Super Bowls weren't good, they weren't entertaining. In the 90s. 
the 90s, even before that, even the 80s, there wasn't that many good games. There was like the Bills ones versus the the Giants. Uh, Bills Giants was, the early was one 90s of the too. best Super Bowls. Yeah, like that was like goal. to me that was like this one that like it snuck in a good one amongst like the main events of WrestleMania. There's not like well, a lot of like amazing matches that had great builds. Like we're getting to them now, obviously. Yeah. But even a few of these in there, you're like, eh, it's pretty good. I, this one, fine. I think you're really underestimating how big. Yeah, it is. I think I screwed the rating for you, on this. You just didn't like it. No, I mean, too. I should have given it a little bit higher. Like the match was good. I thought I was expecting a great match, but. And for anybody questioning, as we get into it, as we go on, if there's any of the matches where we have the same star rate or the ratings combined are equal the same, I just go advantage one that was either I voted higher or you voted higher. So I'll explain that next as we get into number 13. This is one of the best main events in WrestleMania history, in my opinion. This is The Rock versus John Cena the first once time. in a lifetime. We'll forget about anything else that happened. And just so you know, compared to the next one, these both matches, two of my favorite matches, I think wildly we both may have maybe just dumped a little bit low on the list. But this um, Rock versus John Cena, I gave a four, you gave a four. The next one... I gave, and we'll get into it, I gave a five, you gave a three. Both equal eight, but one got a five, so that's why it gets a boost. That makes sense. So, Rock versus John Cena. The storyline goes, WrestleMania 27, Rock is the host. He screws John Cena in a way out of the winning the WWE Championship versus The Miz. The next night on Raw, it is set up. One year in the making. Hype, hype, hype. Rock versus Cena. And I loved it when it first happened because I thought that is such a cool idea. I'm so interested how we're going to get there. You know The Rock's not going to be around the whole time. You know John Cena's going to have to go through all of his feuds. I thought it was really good storytelling. We got a ridiculous match when you look back. It was Rock and Cena versus R-Truth and The Miz at Survivor Series when The Miz and R-Truth like quit. There's a lot of good stories going on at the time. but This is when I was fully out of wrestling where I didn't watch at all. Yeah. Interesting, but yeah. So I mean, I probably one, watched it over your house, of course. But this was um, a really good main event. This one had all the feelings because it wasn't for the title. Uh, you had a really good title match early in the card with CM Punk versus Chris Jericho. But this was the main event, and it deserved it. And I actually really like when the main event isn't always for the title because it feels just almost more important. And I know that may sound ridiculous because what's more important than the title? But I think on- you should give the main event to the most important storyline going in. And that was this. And that was this. And it was a one-year hype. This one, I just, it was so excellent. And you didn't know who was going to win because that's also what intrigued me. Like, I had no idea what they were going to do. I wanted to see John Cena win because The Rock beat Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18. That was kind of similar story to me 10 years later. And the point you just brought up is probably what makes the best match is when you don't know who's going to win. Yeah. I mean, you pretty much tell right now Becky Lynch is winning at WrestleMania. You would think. And Which we'll is get why to that I don't want that to be week. the main event anymore. I mean, the women had earned it, and they still, you know. I they, think it's still very deserving. It's very deserving, but right now they're not what the main storyline is. They're not the best storyline in wrestling anymore. They were. Kofi and Daniel Bryan have definitely passed them, and, and I don't know who's going to win that. I'm going to be way more excited for that match. Than the women's. Yes, but I for some reason, either way, it's like you're not having a title. John Cena versus I like a good feud, and that's what this and was. This was, was the first time they were facing. This was the you know Hogan Rock. This was like Austin a ver- Hogan that never yeah. happened. It, this is like a very special big moment in wrestling, and it's just kind of sad that this whole thing wasn't capitalized on more. And I don't think people look at it as fondly as uh, I did here when we look back. Number twelve. This may be the best main event in WrestleMania history. Wrestling-wise. Wrestling-wise. Spectacle-wise. Stone Cold was involved. He was. Well, no, no. He wasn't involved in this one. 
It wasn't this one? No, oh, so that was the is, one, the Shooting Star Press one, right? No, that's a, this is this. So it's WrestleMania 19, Stone Cold, last match earlier in the card versus The Rock. Oh, okay. You're thinking of Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah, yeah, My, My bad. My that, bad. I'm that, an idiot. Don't, you're not an idiot. You're just a wrestling fan. So you have Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar. I can't believe that The Rock and, and John Cena, Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar, are not top 10. That shows how good some of these matches we're going to be getting to are. These are two of my personal favorites. Rewatchable, good watches, great hype, great story. Brock Lesnar. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend. I don't remember this match at all. Really? I I, I rank this as being the Kurt Angle, uh, the Brock Lesnar fucking Goldberg match in my head. Get get your crap together, all right? This is important. This is what we're doing is for the people. I watched most of these. I think I skipped right over this one. This is one of the better, great WrestleMania, WrestleMania 19, an outstanding WrestleMania. It's funny. I love this fucking WrestleMania too, and I watch it all the time, but I don't watch the last match because I I love the uh, Shawn Michaels. Oh, Jericho, Jericho which That's is one of my, my favorite, favorite WrestleMania mats of all time. And that will probably have a countdown of coming up soon. Just our personal favorites or our podcast. But this match was so good. Storyline goes, Brock Lesnar was screwed out of the championship by Paul Heyman at Survivor Series where the big show won. Uh, Kurt Angle then captures the championship at Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar wins said Royal Rumble. We're on, we're on the fast track to get to WrestleMania. Kurt Fastly. Angle has a broken freaking neck again. So they tried to do this match on a... SmackDown in February or like March, early March of oh, this year. I remember year. the Bruce Pritchard story around this. They were this, like, you can't do it. And he was like, no, nah, just let me go out and do it. And this was the one where they were both fucking dying. Well, they were, but before at we the get, end of the match. Yes, when we before we get there is they were going to try to switch the belt before WrestleMania. Kurt had to convince them not to do it. So we had they did the brother twin magic where his brother, I think it's Eric Angle, who was also involved at one time with The Undertaker uh, and Kurt Angle had to almost look like he was about... Brock Lesnar basically F5'd his brother. Kurt Angle sneaks back in the ring, wins the match. So then we get back on the road to WrestleMania. Kurt Angle with a broken neck takes suplexes. Take does a, No, I'm watching it right now, doing the uh, magic of the internet. This is a fucking good match. It was outstanding. It's one of the best main events in WrestleMania history. They're well executed. Everything's great about it. Until Brock Lesnar tries to end the match on a shooting star press. I will say this. If he were to hit that shooting star press clean, not hit his forehead like he did. I mean, apparently he would nail it all the time at OVW. OVW. They talk about it, but he doesn't hit it. It really hurts the match just that little bit for me because there was chaos in the ring for him. I mean, go back and look at the way Brock Lesnar looked. I'm looking at him right now. Oh, just body. Fucking stud. Yeah, he he didn't skip leg days then. I mean, uh, he's like a different. He like, looks like a different human. He's much younger. Think about that. That was like 16 years ago. Yeah, but just the build of his body, the top of his body is a fucking triangle. Like yeah, now, a, he a, looks kind of doesn't look great. Yeah, he's still he's still. Impressive, Triple H looks better than like he well, did Triple back H then. Really knew how to work himself back into shape. He got real chill. He looked like me for a while. Uh, but Kurt Angle ends up doing the job for Brock Lesnar, really reanointing Brock Lesnar. Who or, don't forget last year just beat The Rock at SummerSlam. So. 16 years later, these guys are both wrestling this WrestleMania. It's insane. And Brock Lesnar's wrestling for a fucking title. Yeah, he, his title. He's yeah. the champion. Oh, God. And, uh, but after this, Brock Lesnar did become a bigger um, bigger allure for wrestling because he went to UFC. But this was Brock Lesnar's really only main event during his early run. I thought run. he went to football after this. Well, he did, but then he went to UFC. He went to New Japan, then went to UFC. Fought Shinsuke Nakamura there, too, which is a fun match to watch. But Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar, excellent match. Completely uh, baffled a little bit. It's on in the top ten, but that just shows where we're going with this list. Number 11. Number 11 comes from probably one of the biggest hyped main events in WrestleMania history, maybe in wrestling history. When you were a kid at this time, you didn't know what to do. It's WrestleMania 6, Toronto. We're back in Toronto, and it is 
the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan in the Ultimate Challenge. Title versus title, but they both weren't on the line. That was weird. That is weird. But it was triple. I'm sorry, Triple H. Yeah, yeah well, it's going to happen in fucking this WrestleMania. One of the women's titles isn't going to be on the main. It's uh, so weird. But God. anyways, you have the Ultimate Warrior, the Intercontinental Champion, challenging Hulk Hogan for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Awesome, fun match to watch. Again, I gave this. For um, these two guys? One, oh, yeah. Like each, like this is one of their top matches for both. This of is them. Uh, this is I'm sorry, Ultimate Warrior's best match. I really liked the Randy Savage match a few years before with the uh, retirement match. That was a great match too. But this was just so good because you didn't expect it to be. Even like looking back today, we're, we're wrestling so different. This was awesome. By the way, everybody in that Warrior Savage match, even the I think everyone is dead. Elizabeth, Sherry, George Animal Steel. Yep. Uh, Sherry. That kid who's crying in the crowd. Yeah, I think the referee was Gorilla Monsoon's son. Oh yeah, the other guy who killed himself. I think was in that one. Yeah, there's a lot of that's a dark that's a dark turn you took there. But it was <laughs> but a, yeah, a great a, match for the both of them. Uh, Hogan put him over. They thought Warrior was going to be the guy. Wasn't the guy. Sucked. Crazy. But, but either way, that night he was. But to think Hulk Hogan first of all kicks out right after the three count and stays in the ring with the Ultimate Warrior. The Hogan oh, yeah. must pose thing is insane. Well, yeah. And it happened for fucking nine straight WrestleMania. And it happened, yes, and we'll get to one that he wasn't even involved in the entire match and should have never been out there. Number ten, back to back one. Hogan, Hogan, Randy Savage, and maybe outside of the Rock versus John Cena, I really like that like story from one year before. This one has the true year oh. built. You have the mega powers. Randy Savage beats uh, Ted DiBiase, which is the to come on the list. It is just an incredible thing. So it's to come on the list, but Randy Savage beats, wins the tournament at WrestleMania 4. Hogan comes in the ring. We'll get to it. But he puts his hand right on Elizabeth's butt. Yeah. It is very strange. But it gave the signs, again, from the Pritchard podcast. I said they wanted to put little things throughout this run just to make you question. So this is the mega powers. They get Once again, get- I'm going to call bullshit and just say, oh, that kind of happened. And he's acting like it was supposed to happen. You think Hogan was just going to grab yeah. it, grab a little, didn't know cameras rolling? Yeah. Uh, and then he was probably like, well, I don't know. Bruce told me to do it. <laughs> That's the only way that guy has a good idea. If somebody else accidentally like uses him as an excuse. So Randy Savage goes Hogan's on. Hogan's best match, probably, by the way. Versus Randy Savage? This one right here. Oof, I, the Warrior one really gets me, but it could just be the allure more than the actual physical. I went back and watched this one. This me is too. a great match. I think I just like the Warrior one better, but this match is really good. Listen, these I, this is the last few is like my top matches, like some of my favorites, some of my highest ranks. I gave these ones all fives from Angle, Lesnar to Warrior, Hogan, Savage, Hogan. These are fives for me. These are hard fives, like real stiff. But but I mean, Randy Savage is on a pretty incredible WrestleMania run here because the, uh, there was three with the Steamboat, right? Yep. Then there was four with the tournament. With the tournament where he defeated several guys and finishing off with DiBiase, which is still the And then five. And then five against Hogan, which is the biggest main event in his career. So he was Mr. WrestleMania at this point. Before Shawn Michaels, he was that guy. Oh, yeah. And he if you go back and watch this match, this is prime Macho Man in shape, still wearing the tights, like doing the – one of the – like nobody does this move. And like – you know who does this move actually? The fucking Velveteen Dream does it. The classic uh, hangman over the top of the rope where he jumps outside. Oh, he like leaps up and over. Yeah, and he like hangs him on the top rope. What a fucking beautiful move. Like, I- I'm surprised nobody took that from him before that. That That's just like those little things that he did. Like, if you were a kid, I think I forget who said it. Maybe we said it. But if you weren't doing the double axe handle off the top of your couch onto somebody, huh. like, he was my wrestling the buddies. fucking that's what man. I didn't have a brother, so I do it to my 
buddies. But um, but yeah, it was great. The match itself is really fantastic. Hulk Hogan does overcome all the odds once again, and he defeats well just Randy Savage, and it's just a great match. Definitely go back if you you're one of those people that like Macho Man's well known, but you don't his matches don't stand out to you as a kid. Go back and watch this one because it's really really good. Number nine. Well, sexual again there, Shime. So then we get number oh, you nine. This pretty low. I did, yeah, because I'm not a big triple threat fan. But uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit, WrestleMania 20, where it all goes back to New York. This is in Madison Square Garden again. This is like, I think it's where it all starts over. They had WrestleMania 1 there, WrestleMania 10 there, WrestleMania 20 returns. And this match, this comes off of Chris Benoit winning the Royal Rumble, which something was just bizarre. Like, I never thought we'd see that. He was one, right? He was number one. Where it's... Two people have won it from number one spot, including Shawn Michaels. Yes. Yeah, they just they just don't mention that one. They're really kicking themselves now. But who would have thought what would have happened? But Chris Benoit. Oh, he was an incredible wrestler. Awesome wrestler. Even really kind of cool characters like that. The, the, the <laughs> rabid uh, Wolverine. Wolverine. I like that. I like That gave him a little more flair. And I really bought into it. I just, there was something about this match, I, as crazy as it sounds, I wanted just Chris Benoit versus Triple H. He was the champion. He was number one contender. I wanted that. It wouldn't have been this high on the list if that was the case. Probably not. Shawn Michaels added so much to this match when you really look at it. Because Shawn Michaels, or imagine Benoit Michaels. Holy crap. That would have been awesome. That would have been amazing. But for some reason, I don't know, maybe they were burnt by Michaels early, not having that faith in him. Well, it's also him still kind of returning. Like, there was... Yeah, he was kind know, of returning, but maybe like they didn't like the numbers maybe where they didn't like the Dutch boy haircut. Well, that too, but maybe they didn't like the numbers where they were like WrestleMania twelve or something, or maybe like that's why he wasn't the main event with Diesel. Maybe they just didn't believe him. But like they 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 believe in Triple H enough to put him in the main event seven times, face the Undertaker three times, never in face a main event. Sting for some fucking reason. The oh, Undertaker didn't was... face Sting. Okay. The Undertaker didn't face Sting. I understand. I understand that. Why? Because you know what? As you told me earlier, they probably thought they were going to be able to get there. No! They probably did. They probably said, oh, Sting. They maybe thought maybe the next year. But then Sting almost died because of Seth Rollins. I mean, oh, Triple H fucking sucks. I, I mean, understand. go back. Watch. He doesn't suck. He really doesn't. It's just the fact that he's in he's these, in these high-profile matches. It's driving over me nuts. and over and but over. But this match, I didn't great. love. It's great. I didn't love it just Did you wa- watch it yes. recently? It, it, it it's perfect execution of a triple threat, and obviously nowadays in wrestling, like you can't not like a triple threat because there's too many wrestlers, so they have to get them all in the card, so everything's a triple threat or a four way. But the reason this one works so well, they did a great job of executing eliminating one guy from the match to then have the two guys go at it. So like Triple H and Shawn Michaels at one point eliminate Chris Benoit for a little while, and they're just having a freaking barn burner because those guys have a great storied history, and then. Benoit gets in, they eliminate Triple H from the match, and then you get Shawn Michaels first. It's almost like a bunch of five-minute quarters. It's almost like a, a Yeah, like they, a they handled game. this incredibly well. It, they did, and I will give it to him. And then the the ending where Chris Benoit taps out Triple H to win the title, gets that moment, the confetti that's coming the, down. That's the other thing I hate in triple threat matches. There should never be a tap out. Shouldn't be tap outs half the time in big time main events. I don't mind in big time main events, especially with a guy like John Cena, where you want to get him over big time. Like, oh yeah, this guy just yeah, fucking tapped good, out. But he also has a good finish. No, I agree. But like, I can see it from time to time. Sure. But in a triple threat, I'm holding out. Like, just from a like. A, oh, yeah, where's the other guy? Yeah, that's get what in I mean. There. Like, and just hold out a little bit. Sean, it's really Sean Michaels' fault this happened. So, uh, but yeah, we. Oh, might... you think fucking Triple H was going to eat the fucking submission? No, Triple H did. Did he? I don't fucking yeah, remember. That's the problem. Number eight. We go from one you know triple three. Oh, go. Sorry. Please. I'll give Triple H credit. He's, he's putting a lot of people over. I forgot he got the, the tap out there. 
as many people as he has been the barrier of Booker T's and the Mr. Kennedy's, and there's list goes. Has he on. won a main event that he was in? Triple H. Yeah, yeah. WrestleMania 2000. He was the first heel to uh, ever win. Yeah. And then right. he won. Um, might be one of the only ones. He doesn't have a great record. Well, he has a terrible record of main events. In other ones, he's just not that good. Um, you have now the second triple threat uh, in a row here. You have Randy Orton versus Batista versus Daniel Bryan. It's WrestleMania 30. So we go 20 to 30. Back in New York? No. For some reason, this was in New Orleans. Another tap out. But yes, another tap out. Batista not letting people uh, slide by. He's like, you want me to do the job? I'll do it. This is one of the wilder main events because this never was supposed to happen. Daniel Bryan, the biggest baby face since Stone Cold Steve Austin. Everybody loved him. Didn't get cold throughout this entire run. They didn't. They thought that they were going to go with Randy Orton Batista in 2000 and freaking what was five years ago, 14. And this was the Royal Rumble where everybody wanted Roman Reigns to win. No, this is when everybody wanted Daniel Bryan to win, but he wasn't in the match, so it came but down Batista to Batista won and, and Roman Reigns. Reigns. But so you know what default. I mean? Like at the end of the night, people were like, yes. "Don't let fucking Batista win." And, that's and he also won. Famously, the CM Punk's last wrestling match to date, that Royal Rumble. What do you face? He was in the Royal Rumble. Oh, really? He got taken oh. up by Corporate Kane, and then he quit the next day on Raw. Oh, and he was so mad, and he, you know, he he's basically part of the reason Daniel Bryan got to this place. But this match had no reason to be what it was. It, everyone wanted Daniel Bryan to be in the in the Royal Rumble and to win it. The storyline took so many twists and turns. Earlier in the night, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H in the second best WrestleMania Open in WrestleMania history behind Bret Hart, Owen Hart. Awesome match. The beatdown was on afterwards. Daniel Bryan beats Triple H. The storyline's unbelievable. He goes up against two of the greatest of all time, and, and Randy Orton. So, Batista's not one of the greatest. Nah, just, we're just not even it more. close. So Batista and Randy Orton, one of the greatest of all times, being Randy Orton. The other one, Triple H, earlier in the night, and he now beats he's all in them. the opposite situation. Five years later, after two retirements. One official retirement. One official retirement, several concussion scares. Yeah, now seizures. he's a super heel. Yep. Like the best heel we've had in a long, like real heel. Yep. Facing basically 2.0. I mean, I think his story, the Kofi story is almost better than Brian's story oh, right now. mind, but that's fine. That's your call. Just because it's 11 years, man. 11 years. Yeah, I, 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 11 I like years. to hear him talk a little bit more. Oh, fuck Daniel Bryan talked every week and I felt him every single time. I don't know. Dale Bryan, I have such an emotional tie to. Well, He's like my I have an emotional tie to Kofi because I think his mom lives in Malden. All right, so let's get to the next No, but one. for real, no. for real, though, that yeah. that is crazy to think about. Five years later, he's in the complete opposite way. And when he won this, the yeses on the top of the announce table, it was a great feel-good moment. Everything, this was when need... I was fully back in wrestling and having Oh, yeah. We were all we, – this was this was a great – this is also – don't forget, early in the night, you had The Undertaker lose – the streak was over to Brock Lesnar. The crowd was like, oh, oh I wish I could have been there to see your face. I was actually working this WrestleMania. You weren't there with us? No. Oh, my – I almost in tears. And I can I'm, remember. I was with Craig Kalani. He probably doesn't listen to the podcast. Uh, oh, old geez. NBC guy. Oh, what the fuck? You throw up people's names, don't you? Not a person that doesn't listen. I don't think yeah. I talk about people, actually, in this podcast. All right. Well, I'm friendly, I guess. Oh, yes, yes. But I remember right. being in my edit bay. We closed the doors. It was just me and him. And when the fucking... I, I, would, I was telling people all night long, I was like, like you could bet in Vegas on this. I yes, was like, you could. I was like, I would bet my fucking mortgage. I that, think you did send a text. I would bet... You sent like a text message yeah, to the group I would us. bet my fucking house that The Undertaker would win this match. Yeah. I was telling everybody, there's no way he's losing. And then when he fucking lost, this was one of the great surprises. I'm, I'm pissed they gave it to Brock Lesnar. In hindsight, it's worked. that was the one you wouldn't have called. Yeah, and it worked. You would have called maybe Bray Wyatt. You almost have called CM, CM Punk. Punk. 
it, Triple H went the second time when it was they did the oh, end of an era match. Gave it, gave it to fucking Triple H. Oh. Shawn Michaels a couple times. You thought it was going to end, and this one was definitely a shocker. So WrestleMania 30, then to have the main event with Daniel Bryan, just one of the better WrestleManias of all time. Number seven. Number seven comes to us from WrestleMania 4. It was the tournament. A really awkward WrestleMania. A lot of matches. A lot of quick ones. A lot of costume changes which, for Randy. Yes, he did. He, every match had a different uh, costume. The one thing I'll say, I want WWE to watch this match, uh, um, Mania. It was like three hours long, and it was 18 matches. Holy shit. There was a lot of four-minute well, matches yeah, in there. yeah, because there was also like the DQ. And... But that's fine. Go back to that. I don't need – the problem with wrestling today is everything needs to be like, oh, everyone feels screwed if they don't get 20 minutes. Well, sorry, everybody. You don't get 20 minutes. Uh, if Finn Balor's facing Bobby Lashley and that thing goes over seven, four I'm minutes. mad. Four minutes that's, max. That's what I'm saying, though. Because we've already seen it nine times. Just give us more quick matches. Like if Baron Corbin's really going to face Kurt Angle, fine. Three, 30 second squash. Just Kurt Angle tap him out, move on. I'll see Seth Rollins lose in 30 seconds. Like but see, that match, you, know, you already fuck. know Sean, uh, Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar are not going to be more than 10 minutes, so you're good there. These other matches, just make them quick. We don't need a ton of time. Give your main event matches longer time, and that does not include Triple H, Batista. Six minutes there, too. Give it long entrances, that's fine. But this main event was the Macho Man, Randy Savage versus Ted DiBiase. And this storyline also goes back where DiBiase bought the belt. Off Andre of Andre, who didn't officially win the title. It goes up for grabs. It's vacant. And it, it, you thought, okay, we're going to see Hulk Hogan make his way through this tournament. But him and Andre got double DQ'd earlier in the night. So if you're not counting this run for Ted DiBiase, where he technically had the belt, the greatest uncrowned champion in WWE history, right? Uncrowned think, as in never had it? Never had it. I think over Mr. Oof. Perfect, over uh, Ruddy uh, Ruddy My Piper. guy, honestly, mm, yeah, there's so many. Ted DiBiase is one of the greatest Owen Hart. in-ring performers, such a smooth operator, like just phenomenal talent, great on the mic, got everybody over except the Million Dollar Corporation on the way out. Mm. <laughs> but he was, to me, the guy that I would have loved to see as a heel champ, but Hogan was just the complete opposite of what you have now as a baby face where like the, the heel has the belt and the baby face usually chases. Yeah. Like if Teddy Biasi was around in today's WWE, he would have been like a Jinder Mahal type of run or JBL type of run where he, he like, should have been, he should have had the belt for a year. Yeah. And then, then Hogan can come in, you know, Hogan must pose because he has that thing in a heel where it's like, I could beat that guy up. He's just got money or, you know what I mean? He's got that chicken shit, like Ric Flair esque. Vibe to him, absolutely. And he had Virgil. He had like the the all that you know safety net around him, kind of what they're doing with Daniel Bryan today. But I, I think this match, if you go back and watch, is very underrated. Macho Man always puts on a good match, and Ted DiBiase, phenomenal. You'll, you'll never look at him as and go, "Oh, what's that great Ted DiBiase match?" Outside of this, like, oh, I will. There's a saying, ton of them. But when you just think of Ted DiBiase, it's not like a match jumps out to you. I feel him like, and Bret Hart. What was that? I don't even remember that. Saturday night's main event. One of the like. It's, oh yes, yes. In one of the early, I think it was actually around this time. Phenomenal match. But you have him versus. He makes Savage. everybody looks like a million bucks. He really does. Is that why it's called the Million Dollar Man? I guess so. Number six. We're getting intense now. We're into the top six. We go to one of the. This one's going to shock a lot of people. It is WrestleMania two. It is. Yeah, because you screwed up my rating. I didn't screw it up. <laughs> I, I screwed up not, my rating. I did not screw it up. But nonetheless, we're riding with it. Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy from WrestleMania 2. You actually gave it a 3, though. I did, because here's. I was trying to give it a 2.5. So when we, dis- when we discussed, you ended up giving it a 5.8. Uh, almost a perfect. No, there's rating. a slash there. I-, I didn't understand it. Uh, I should have texted you. But this match, going when we decided, oh, we're going to go back, you started watching from the bottom. 
Yeah. You started watching from one up. I went and now we hear. 34 down, which is ah. just an odd way of doing it because I knew I think I think I'd be less entertained by these early ones. I'm like, I don't mind doing those at the end. I want to and That's I why jumped I around started a with them. It was a smart. I, and I'm actually, an you know what? There were some sneaky good ones early. This was this In was crowds. entertaining. If you watch the difference between if you watch Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar last year compared to WrestleMania one, this was seven hours cr- in. But I, I just, the crowd is insane for that WrestleMania match. WrestleMania two, King Kong Bundy. This there was like eight different uh, locations. locations. It was three, but this one was the last match of televised anything uh, close circuit anywhere, and it was in a big blue cage. And Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy just made it work. It yeah. was very entertaining, very rewatchable. Don't couldn't tell you the storyline going in, but King Kong Bundy was that first big monster heel that Hogan had to overcome to keep his championship. Very weird looking with the no eyebrows. He looks like a big over double baked potato. He looks like um who's the guy from uh Spider Man? Oh, the ba- Spider Verse into the Spider Verse guy? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Kingpin, right? Yeah, Kingpin, yeah. yeah so mean, if you want to see in the into the Spider Verse, the newer uh, he looks Spider-Man, like King Kong Bundy. That's such a good point. He really does. Like, like if you put on. a suit on him, that's fucking him. Is uh, King Kong Bucky still alive? No, he just recently passed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We talked about him uh, recently passed, and we talked about this match and how the he only thing I, champion. The only thing I hate about the steel cage matches in WWE. What's it, that? Like, they don't make any sense. Like, what, either escape out of the top, and that's it, or oh, just keep like the them door? in the cage. I hate the door. So I've met, like, if you, like, I've watched steel cage matches with other people who aren't real wrestling fans, and like, why can't they just walk out the door? I just do that right away. I just keep going for it. They're not going to be able to stop you. It's it, fucking ridiculous. It's one of the worst stipulations to have in a match. And now you can't, there's no point in ever having one because you have so many other types of matches. It's funny because I only liked when you could escape over the top or through the door. I, once they started bringing like ref in the ring, I was like, ah. Oh. But now, like, looking back, I'm like, that was dumb. Just lock the door, part. though. No, I don't. Well, they kind of did. They would, like, latch it. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. I, that was the rule. But anyways, Hulk Hogan does overcome. But Hulk Hogan goes over the top for this win. Yeah. But he, King he Kong it. Bundy's trying to get to the door. Yeah, and it just couldn't get there fast enough. It was a really fascinating match, a really good cage match. And when it comes to Hulk Hogan, especially early in his career, you never thought, like, looking back, it's like, Hulk Hogan didn't have great matches. But look at some of these ones we've ranked recently. He's Hogan must pose. We got, like, three in a row here. He knew how to put on a match. He knew how to entertain you. Number five. We have reached the top five in the WrestleMania 34 <laughs> main events countdown. I'll give you credit. I'll give that kid credit. He gives. I, I'm sure he's great at everything. At shine time, yeah. Yeah, but all those were pretty different. That's 34 different. Well, so far 29 different ones. Yeah, he, he gives it. He gives it what he has, and what he has is all he is. Uh, this is the very first Iron Man WrestleMania match. It is. It's the only one. The main event. Uh, yeah, right? I guess so. I thought they might have yeah. done one of those. Now, you know what's funny about Iron Man match? I'm just going to gloss over my mistake. Uh, whenever there's Iron Man match, <laughs> I now, didn't even they're, watch they're, one of the fucking matches on the a, thing we did. I didn't even a, know what we were talking about. They're a half an hour. I don't like that anymore. Like, if it, don't call it an Iron Man match, call it something else. Silverman match. I don't care. Something. I agree. I, I, I agree with that. Anyways, but this was a full 60. It is Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and Anaheim when the boyhood dream became a reality. Comes I want to make this fu- entrance. What do you mean you want to make it? Like maybe one of my next weddings. I want to come in on a zip line. Really? I pitched it in my first one, and obviously I didn't do that. But you know what? That's why you have a second one. Yeah. And or a third. I can't even. Well, let's get second first. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to it already. Um, but this Shawn Michaels' awesome entrance, the allure around this well, match. It was cool, but he landed like way off the mark. He landed like like well, twenty five like rows up. Row. Yeah, but I don't, it's not about how you land; it's just that you land. And it? it was also the start of it was the Jose Lothario weird point up to this guy. <laughs> you didn't like, like that? Fuck? It's like it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Sean effing Michaels. It was good. 
It was a great match. The match I, was really good, especially for an hour long match. They entertained you. It was. It. This is one. It's less rest holds than you thought there were going to be. That's the interesting part. They're more like dead, like two guys just tired, which I actually it buy more. into and believe. Because if like if two guys are going to fight for an hour, regardless of how many falls there are, that might be the one reason. I think this could have been a perfect match if there was like three or four falls within it. But this match itself with no falls. They never did like six minute wrestles, and they fought for sixty minutes. Well, there the funny that- thing is, like when UFC didn't really have like the time limits or anything or whatever the hell it was, people would be in a headlock for like twenty fucking minutes. Oh yeah, that's why they had to enter the round times. Like that's more believable, but that's why wrestling's different, and the why this was better than some of those matches is because it's cooler to see two people like waiting to get back up. It like, was, that's way better than a fucking wrestle in the middle of the ring. Yes, and it's like. Shawn Michaels he hits a super kick, which he did until the end. But like he hit um, Bret Hart with a pile driver, and he was too exhausted forty minutes in to even think about pinning him. And same thing, Bret Hart did like the um, figure four around the the ring post, which is such an innovative move. And he like he was too exhausted then thereafter to make the pin. The story these guys told in that ring was just excellent. And you know why? why? Well, besides the fact that it's the excellence of execution, is that these were two of the best in ring performers. Ever yes. at the complete height of their powers. Yes, and would it helped a little bit more, I think? They hated each other. They did hate each other, because you could see it at the end when Shawn Michaels won, oh, and he's like, get it the fuck out of my yeah, ring. Get so him out of my ring. There, but I Even Jose Lothario, like, get him out. I want this moment. Oh, F you guys. F you, Shawn Michaels. I was so mad this night. Oh, I was pissed. This was the, I, hated, I, the I over- hated Shawn Michaels at this point. Yeah. Fucking hated him. I didn't really like him until he returned. Even in DX, I wasn't super sold on him. I, I like DX because it was the cool thing, but when he came back is when I really liked him. But this was, if you go back and watch, this is how people should be selling. This is how people should be punching. Like these, this is a a master's class in wrestling psychology and just overall how to do it. Yeah, and it's 60 minutes. Node falls after 60. So I'm thinking, great, Bret Hart retains. It's a great story, how to keep it going. Even as a kid, I'm like, this is great. I can't wait to see it next. They go into overtime. Shawn Michaels hits Sweet Chin Music, pins Bret Hart. Bret Hart leaves I rate as a fan of Bret Hart's. I was so mad at this point. And Shawn Michaels then goes on to, you know, being the world champion. And we thought we'd get a repeat at WrestleMania 13. That's what they wanted. And he, quote unquote, lost his smile. smile. What a douchebag. Number four. So number four is probably the biggest main event. When people talk about WrestleMania main events, it is Hulk Hogan. It is Andre the freaking giant. WrestleMania three in front of, at the time, quote unquote, biggest audience of over 93,000 people at the Silverdome. I remember this as a very young child. I, well, I was definitely not watching. No, no, no. I remember. Like, you're so much older than me. I keep forgetting. How old are like a year. No, not even. Like, calendar year. Not even. No, but I can remember, like, visions of Andre the Giant at this time oh, in yeah. my life. Like, my dad, like, kind of got me into wrestling. He would be watching it. Like, the first memory I have is the Junkyard Dog, like, coming down to the ring. When, when he fought Roddy Piper, and Roddy Piper thought it was a good idea to paint half his body black. He did that again, too. At a WrestleMania versus Bad News Brown, I believe. Oh, Bad News Brown. That's who I was thinking about. Sorry. No, I think he did it against Junkyard Dog, too. I'll tell you right now. Very. Talk about things that don't age well. That's the worst of all time. Yeah, it's up there. Like the Katie Vick uh, stuff. We ju- I don't know. Vince saying the N-word's up there, too. Uh, who hasn't? Mm, on television? Yeah, at least you admit it. Um, no. <laughs> no, no. Oh. How many chambers would you say? If you were to say if, if there was a, a gun and you could only use so many bullets and you could say that word, singing, whatever. We both grew up in a similar area. How many would you say, like, if you were told there's a cap of this many times you could say it, what would you give that cap? I don't even know what you're. 
proposing. Well, two white guys potentially saying a word that they, quote unquote, should not use. What, like, what are the chances I'm going to get shot? No, no, no. How many times do you think you could say it in your lifetime? Like, should you be able to? Like, in public? No, in general. Oh, Private, no. Driving... Oh, zero. I'm with Jerry Seinfeld. Like, I don't find the humor in that word. And honestly, I, I don't re- use it as humor. I just, yeah. use, I've definitely said it before in, like, a, like, movie quotes or Yeah, I've music. said it saying before. Yeah. Like, you know, it just happens. Don't pretend you haven't out there, people. We're not saying we're better than anybody anyways. And now we're digging ourselves really down the hole. But Andre the Giant versus Yeah, Hulk I know. Hogan. We went to a, a weird place that's right a me. There. That's a me thing. I talk about this with some people, and they think I'm, like, out of my mind. And they say they've never said the word. And I don't believe people. Yeah, I don't believe that somebody's never said it. Even yeah. to, like to say, like, oh, did that person really just say that word? Like, because yeah. when Vince McMahon has, like, when I've said, like, oh, Vince McMahon said the N-word, I've said, he said, you know, the yes. word. Which is insane, by the way, that they did that on television in a pay-per-view. But back to this here. Well, well, real quick. Actually, and Hulk Hogan said it, too. A lot. Well, yeah, in a, in a racist rant. Yeah. Still apologizing for that. But just to No, that, not really. It was a racist rant. No, no, no. He didn't really apologize for it. Well, I did I say he apologized? Still apologizing. For yes, that. well, he's trying. He's he's working. His anyway, way. this was the this was the but biggest Roddy Piper moment. Piper once painted his face half black, and it was really bad. This is the biggest like landmark moment for wrestling to this point in the history of the company. This is what put it on the map. This is what everybody talks about. This is the immovable object versus the irresistible force. Nailed it. No, I think it's actually the irresistible. It's the other way, but yeah. those are the two. Yeah, uh, a great uh, monsoonism, and like this is why the match was so great. I think you ranked it a little bit higher than me. I gave it a four. I probably should have gave it at least a five now yeah. looking back on it because the match was good. It, was, it wasn't like it was well told. Like, there's some like moves from Andre. There's like, hey. stuff in there. But you could feel the emotion. You could feel the moment. It Like Hulk Hogan gives it that. And this is Andre the Giant way fucking past his prime. Oh, yeah. But this is Andre the Giant used to do like moonsaults in like the early 80s. I, this he didn't 40, do a moonsault. Well, it was like the Bam Bam Bigelow when he goes to the side off the top mm, rope. Did he do that? Yeah, it's scary. Mm. Like he's a huge guy. Yeah, he's a giant. Literally. Yeah. He's the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, he's like Hodor. He's a giant. He, he had, you know, like gigantism, yeah. literally. Hodor. Um, but yeah, this was a great thing. And like they tell the story and, you know, how I feel about Bruce Pritchard. He gives you the story of like, oh, we didn't know if uh, Andre was actually going to no, give he, up the title going into the match. Who knew? Yeah, no, He like, just you. joined around this time, too. So he didn't yeah. had nothing to really do with it. But the thing that made this, why I gave it such a high star rating personally, or star, yeah, is stone rating, is because watching the documentary on HBO made this match bigger for me. I wasn't around as a kid. I was, would have been like two, two and change, or like just about two. Um, he, Andre the Giant, was so good at making everyone uncomfortable. I think that's what makes it better. The fact that Hogan, and I don't think they're making this up. Hogan said he really didn't know if Andre would, like, I know he just said Bruce Pritchard, but Hogan even says, like, I didn't know until yeah, I Yeah, that's the, just the slammy, like war. I, that's I don't like know, when we it, tell our own stories and we build it up like, oh, he was this drunk. He wasn't I've that drunk. I've never done close. that. I've never done that. I tell the truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God. But this whole thing, that special made it better. And just to know Andre at that age, was able to put this match together and was able to be slammed. Like, he was so hurt. He had to grab the rope so many times in this match, which you would think take away, but for me, almost added to it because it was like a real man hurt. And Hulk Hogan still, you know, with his strength, his power, they, you know, take your vitamins, say your prayers. Slamming Andre, the crowd goes berserk. Even still gives me chills watching it today. Yeah, it, it is was, iconic. It, it still was cool watching it back. Number 100%. Number three... Again, a little bit of a question mark. We are at the top three WrestleMania main events of the past 34 WrestleManias. The only, fourth, the only 34 WrestleManias. This one 
It's kind of bizarre that it's this high because it's not officially a triple threat, but becomes a triple threat. It is WrestleMania 31. Well, by I- your standards, it's the main event. Well, either way, it's the main event. Well, I know, but like you're you're counting like the, the first match didn't count as a main event. It, that was the main event. Well, this and one this ties was into each other. But this one is what I will consider the last great WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania 31 outdoors, and it was light for a lot of the show in Santa Clara, California, Levi Stadium. It was Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship. And one of those main events are out the day, and out the night. I remember we were at my apartment for this. And then you kind of felt in the air, like, what's going to happen later? Roman Reigns, they finally going to like give this guy the title? Nobody wanted to see it, but he was intriguing enough. And Brock Lesnar... This was A-game Brock Lesnar. I was Lesnar. interested in this match. Oh, without a doubt. And, and it was, this was A-game Brock Lesnar. Like, there's Suplex City. This is where it started. What happened here turned Brock Lesnar well, into more of a cliche. this is Brock Lesnar. A-plus was cur- No, A-game. I wasn't saying A-plus. Right. He brought it. Like, he was doing moves. It was more than—it was a lot of suplexes, but this well, would be Brock Lesnar will pick and choose when he wants to—AJ Styles, he broke out the A-game. Daniel Bryan, Bryan, he broke out the A-game. Finn Randy Ballard. Orton. Randy Orton. Fucking— E-game. Yeah. Fucking, that was terrible. Like, he'll fucking mail, like, Kevin Owens. No, that was uh, Goldberg. That was Goldberg. But even still, like, he will mail in, like, yeah, you said Dean Ambrose. Like, he will fucking mail Oh, he mail mailed that in. guy in. He but this one, Dean he was Ambrose. giving it his all. Uh, Seth Rollins, earlier in the night, almost like the Bret Hart thing when he lost to uh, Owen Hart earlier in the night, he loses to Randy Orton in one of the weirdest... I didn't. I don't appreciate this. Like, uh, th- this that wouldn't happen. That RKO. Oh, don't, don't give me that. It's a spectacle. I love it. One of my favorite RKOs. I mean, I'm being a little tough. I like the whole wrestling stuff where it's yeah. fake. Whoa, and like, whoa, we don't use the F word. But like that one, it didn't make any logical sense. Why would he go flying up like that? Do you know how strong Randy His traps, traps are? Have I you guess. seen the man? He is, he is a viper. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome though. But that was also just a really good match. This WrestleMania, I'm telling you, is the is the last great WrestleMania. You may not like Sting Triple H, but it is a spectacle and it's so fun to watch. Oh, Rusev you, on the tank? Come on. You, I was. That, are you kidding me? What a visual. And a good match against John Cena. Should have won. Absolutely, but whatever. Ru- Rusev has just been fucking buried over and over. Every time he gets a little bit of steam, fucking knocked right down. I think it's because his wife's taking too many scantily clad pictures. But, but th- go back, back to this. match. Yeah, yeah, so Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar put on like a six, seven minute, like really great match. Heavy hitting. I didn't want to see Roman win, but at one point, once I started to be like, okay, he's going to win. Like, let's see how they do it. And he knocks down Brock Lesnar with a Superman punch, hits him with the spear. He's too exhausted after like 50 F5s. Seth Rollins' music hits. In the apartment, in the crowd, worldwide, everyone just goes, holy crap. Because it was talked about. You know what? I don't use that gif enough of him just fucking flying out with a briefcase. Storming down the ring. Charles Robinson was behind him, like, couldn't catch up. But they didn't need to because he had a referee. Charles Robinson also has another great. it was in. It's this one. No, it's in a WrestleMania with a long ramp where he's just he's running forever. Running down. It might be. <laughs> it might be Shawn Michaels, John Cena. I re- okay. I watched this one recently. But anyways, back to this. Seth Rollins storms down there, and the part that always confused me is like, oh no, Brock Lesnar just hit Roman Reigns with an F five. And I'm like, why are you going down when Brock is a more fresh guy? But that kind of shows the balls that he had. So he's kind of looking around. He gives the the curb stomp to Brock Lesnar. Sees uh, Roman Reigns, gives him a curb stomp, goes for the pin. I think he gets out of it, then eventually gets the curb stomp on Roman Reigns, pins him. You see that? Always what I like about wrestling when the the reality pours in. He grabs Roman Reigns by the face, says something right in his ear, like, probably, thank you, brother, or like, you're the man, I love you, whatever. Because Seth Rollins was anointed the man before Roman Reigns was, title-wise. And it was just awesome. This match was great. So much. What a spectacle. What a finish. Great ending to a WrestleMania. And if you believe what they say, 
no one knew about this until they got to the building that day. Oh, I believe that. Because that's a lot of these Money in the Banks. If you go through the history of Money in the Banks, any stories, whether it be Bruce Pritchard or any of the writers that you can you know, go on Reddit, a lot of these guys that have left the company said give them give you their stories. That like the Miz beating Randy Orton was until that day. Jack Swagger, they didn't know. Like Dolph Ziggler, they didn't know until that day, and which is probably one of the biggest Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler, those are probably the two best cash ins. Mm, I mean eh, Dolph Ziggler. No, but that cash in was unbelievable. Yeah. Like that was I like that just better. Oh my! Well, Edge had a great one too. Um, but those those are like your top echelon ones. But this one, main event of WrestleMania, just like in in it, what the crowd really wanted. They didn't want Brock versus versus Roman. They really didn't want Roman. This should have. Everyone wanted Daniel Bryan. Everyone wanted Daniel Bryan. And then you got this, and Seth Rollins leaving with it, the heist of the century, one of the great calls by JBL, and he's spinning the title at the top oh, of the ramp. That was fucking great. Awesome. And the fireworks going off. Yeah, it was great. Everything my about question, it. Who won the Money in the Bank this year? This past year was Braun Strowman, my friend. Braun Strowman. Oh, my God. The most forgettable one ever. Like, Baron Corbin's up there. This one's really forgettable. No, because I remembered. I was like, was it Baron Corbin? I was like, no, he cashed in against Cena and lost. So, Braun Strowman cashed in and went against Roman Reigns in a match where, like, a million people interfered. And there was just no no finish and didn't get his money in the bank back and was never mentioned again. Because he went from heel to face, heel to face too much. Just think about that for a second. All he was given, all they squandered. And I was just thinking, oh, like one day again, they might do the WrestleMania cash in. And I was like, who won it this year? Fuck. Braun Strowman. Most forgettable one of all time. The poor guy. Talk about Guy Barry. Rusev at least had some standout moments. Number two. We're at the final two here. This one goes to the second out of the trilogy. You have WrestleMania 17, the greatest WrestleMania of all time. The biggest, the height of the Attitude Era. Maybe the end of the Attitude Era to some. This was when WCW, the previous Monday, was purchased by WWE, and it was all, the whole wrestling world was watching. Houston, Texas, in front of 67,000 plus The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. In a class on how to take a fucking stunner. Oh, The Rock was awesome. This match, I thought it was overbooking with WrestleMania 15. It was all over the place. This match was... This was the crazy one with the chair shots. This was the beginning of the everybody kicks out of everybody's finishers. Because I never saw anything like it. It was I was diving all over my living room. I remember being like, stunner. I'm like, oh my God, The Rock just hit Stone Cold with a stunner. He's going to one, two, and Stone Cold kicks out. I was like, what? Because I was young enough to like still really believe like in what could it be. I mean, you go back and watch that uh, Shawn Michaels Hulk Hogan thing where he oversold every single thing. And it it was like almost embarrassing. But if you go back and watch the way The Rock took some of these movies in this match, it's fucking awesome. Like, oh. and it's overselling, but it's beautiful. And then the whole turn and the twist of Vince McMahon comes down. I'm like, what is he doing? And you were like 16 minutes into this match, and you're like, what's going on here? And Stone Cold, you know, calls for Vince to give him a chair, and they're like, yeah. what is this? And then he hits The Rock with the chair, hits him again, pins him, kick out by The Rock, stunner. Kick out by The Rock. Then Vince comes in, and they just beat the bag out of The Rock with the chair. Stone Cold gets the pin. Crowd's confused. I think it is true. Stone Cold said he wish he stunned Vince McMahon all that. But if this wasn't in – this was in Texas. And sometimes you really got to think of where you are to do stuff like this. Like, there was no reason for this to happen in that in that area because the crowd didn't want to boo Stone Cold. Yeah, which also says, like, how entertaining the match was because oh, was the end result was – you know, nobody really weird. liked the heel turn. See, I personally, oh, I what they did with it, it started off really well when you go back, though, because it was him and Triple H and the two-man power trip with Vince McMahon. You're like, the two biggest powers in the company, two biggest heels together. They won the IC title. They had the world title. It was really cool. Then Triple H blew his quad, and they turned Stone Cold into a goofball. That's kind of where it hurt. 
It was fun, though. It was entertaining. Yeah, Came you liked that. That I was did. the bro-y laugh stuff. I'm not a fan. Oh, you know me. You know, I like a, I like a chuckle now and then. But this match itself, you go back, totally rewatchable. Face versus face, which is another big selling point to me. I think I like it because it's not you're not trying to oversell one guy's a good guy, one guy's a bad guy. Like the crowd had to choose. They were split a lot more on the Austin side again, being in Texas. But this these two gave everything they had. It was just an excellent, excellent match. Got nothing else to say. That's it. One of the best matches and probably the best WrestleMania of all time. And here it comes. Maybe predictable, maybe not. Number one. This was how to do a main event. I mean, this was fucking unbelievable. This, to me, was a you know five-star Dave Meltzer match. I don't know if it got it. It did. All right. Cool. And you uh, gave it a six-stoner. It's a six-stoner because if did you, you go back. Did you any other six-stones? That was the only one on the whole list for you. Did you have? I did not. No, I don't. I'm very hard on perfect scores. To me, though, this was, and there was even a botch in this match. Yes, a fam- famous botch. Yeah, where the Undertaker almost fucking died yes. because the cameraman didn't catch him. Who was but- Jimmy Snuka's son? One of the Deuce and Domino guys. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Well, fun fact. Probably why it didn't last. But WrestleMania 26, Shawn Michaels, Everybody knows Undertaker. What we're about. Well, just to give him a little. It was uh, Glendale, Arizona. You had career versus streak. The year previous, Shawn Michaels. The Michael- build was great, too. Yes. So Shawn Michaels loses to The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. He is kind of like John Cena versus The Rock. Which is the better match, by the way. Yes. No, I, I disagree. Because this one meant more. I thought like the hype around it, the Shawn Michaels story where Shawn Michaels. Wait, maybe then I'm getting confused because I think that botch I was talking about might have been WrestleMania 25. 25. But they do blend together because they're both excellent matches. But Shawn Michaels, the story goes, he was so mad he couldn't beat the streak. He didn't know what to do. So he started kind of turning a little heelish. And there was a regroup with DX. And he eventually says when he wins at the Slammies, like match of the year against The Undertaker, he says, I want the streak. I want that. And I'm willing to put my career on the line. And The Undertaker's like, no. I'm the ch- he was the champion at the time. They're going to Royal Rumble. Shawn Michaels under- uh, loses, and you see that. Like, you thought he was going to win that Royal Rumble. Undertaker's the champion. You thought that's where we're going. Instead, at the Elimination Chamber, Shawn Michaels sneaks in there, super kicks Undertaker to lose the title. Shawn Michaels is granted this match, but he has to put his career on the line. Yeah, and this is the stuff that's leading up to it that's great with, like, where he comes out in the white Undertaker suit. Yeah. Well, he also wrestled that one time with God in a similar outfit. But yes, yeah. he comes out in the all-white come out for this match. It's yeah. insane. I mean, it is a it's beautifully told. It's white versus black, good versus evil. It's a great told story. It's why Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania. I, going back and looking at it now, the other match is better, I think, personally. But, I mean, these are two of the best. Undertaker's past his prime. Shawn Michaels is past his prime. But again, it is a class in how to wrestle a match and how to tell a story. Both may be past their prime, and this again was Shawn Michaels' unofficial last match, but then we'll pretend oh Crown God. Jewel didn't happen. But they knew how to work together. These guys had great chemistry, and that's what it takes. We talked about Edge versus Undertaker earlier in the countdown, and it's just Undertaker was a little off, but it's because Edge and him just didn't have that next level. These guys could probably have fought each other blindfolded because they just knew how to work with each other's moves, and they put everything on the line throughout this match, and the story was unbelievable, and there were several times you thought Shawn Michaels is going to beat the streak. Which, in hindsight, would have probably been bad. Like, you wanted to give that moment to somebody else. They yeah, wound up giving it to Brock Lesnar. Yes. But, I mean, even to your point before, I think, I forget which countdown it is now. But when we were talking about WrestleMania 14, I don't know if that was on this one or the last one. It was on uh, the last one. But just thinking about it way back then when The Undertaker was saying, like, wrestle this match or I'm going to fucking knock you out. Yeah. And then they go out and have back-to-back unbelievable WrestleMania matches. Ten years later, too. Yeah, ten and eleven years later. That 
is amazing to think about. It really is. And that's just a testament to Shawn Michaels. Like this match, it's almost like it's chalk. It's the chalk of the countdown. It's like, oh, number one. Everyone says it. But to have Shawn Michaels' last match, The Undertaker's probably last great match, he did a really good match against CM Punk. Uh, but this, like in the Triple H ones, were also just. You know, wrestle no mercy. Everyone oh, has their God. special. The one, the the last. I'm sorry, the end of an era. Still, uh, Hell in a Cell. That was really good. But the one after this, the 27th, kind of garbage. Good story. But this was like the Shawn Michaels last match, and you didn't see the Undertaker after this. This was like the very end of seeing the Undertaker and regular. And then television. he became a special event. Yes, and which is the worst wrestling. thing that ever happened. May, but he, I think he deserved it different from other guys. But he deserved match, like a three year run. Yeah, it could have ended with CM Punk. It could have just been it. Or even at Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it could have been the last one. That would have been great. But uh, this match itself, you go back, it is just so good. They gave him so much time. They were in front of a crowd, an audience that didn't know what they wanted. You could see it like... Do I want the streak to end or do I want to not see Shawn Michaels again? Everyone's like, no, nah, I don't want to not see Shawn Michaels. He's been incredible these last seven years. And then you're also like, but I don't want to see the streak to end. And that's so the power much of, that. of these two characters. And again, not for a title. Yes. For more important things. And Undertaker is probably the best gimmick of all time. Shawn Michaels is probably the best wrestler and character who wasn't really good on the mic, which is, it is crazy to think about. Like, we could have added him to that uh, worst promos list. Because when you go back and think about it, he's not really a great promo, except in situations like this where he's like it's a blood feud. But he can't just make stuff up on the fly and make anything work. But in something like this, these two characters, it's it's like having um, I don't know, fucking peanut Bat- butter and Bat- jelly. Well, Batman and fucking Superman. That's like the level oh. of these guys. That is, I see what you're saying. It is two much better superheroes. than Batman versus Superman. Yeah, that way. movie was terrible. <laughs> you know that they both had the mother with the same name. That was like the big crux of the story. Was it really? Spoiler. This is a spoiler. It's been out for a few years. If you haven't seen yeah. it, don't really bother. It's not really that good. Yeah. Ben Affleck was okay as a Batman, though. He wasn't bad. He's a believable Batman. Yeah. Anyways, that does it. That is our top 30. Well, that is the 34 WrestleMania main events ranked from 34 to 1. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think some of these should have been ranked differently? Let us know. We'll put this list out once the dust settles. And our next podcast will be the WrestleMania 35 preview which it might is be, be longer than both of these podcasts combined it is going to be a six hour preview for an eight hour event oh my God. this I, is nuts i'm actually going to go through and recap this whole list right now you're going to recap this list yeah the all 34 you're going to do it right now yep go for it meh done were you trying to say that the list was meh or you said it so fast that that's all that came out both oh just underselling our whole thing well people listen to it at this point so we appreciate you listening yeah if you made it Don't this we- far don't forget. Well, you should have. It's a countdown. What, are they just going to give up? I don't know. I feel like I'm sundowning right now. I'm fucking out of it. <laughs> oh, my God. He's on drugs. All right, anyways, that is Billy D. You can follow him at BillyD2411. I'm Jason Rossi. You can follow me at Jason D. Rossi. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, if you agree, disagree, tweet at us. You can leave a comment uh, on, on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, tell a friend. We're on Google Play. We're working on Spotify. We're working. We're on Stitcher. If you're a Stitcher person, are you smartphone? You know, capability in your car for just to automatically download. You can do that there as well. We appreciate you guys listening. You can listen to podcasts on. You could. I don't have Spotify. everyone. Neither do I. But everyone told me you want to on Spotify. Why don't you on Spotify? So I, by, by the time this is out, we might be on Spotify. All right, that's Billy D. He's very excited. WrestleMania 35 preview show coming up next. Thank you again so much for listening. Frank says hi.